0: I didn't
1: mean to make you so tense. You
0: you distracted me from my chain of thought. I was wondering if we're going to have to go back and listen to all of the episodes and figure out which one of us was on the cheaper mic. Oh. And then that's you hidden a secret message in it because I don't know what the message would be. (laughs) I was, about, so I was thinking about favorites, but that doesn't really make sense because there's only one.
1: Right. And I definitely used it on each. So a lot of podcasts, the audio quality gets better as the podcast goes on. And this is so time compressed. <laughs> that's not really going to happen. Except that like three weeks in, I bought one new mic. And then it was pointed out to me that that made it very noticeable <laughs> who had the good mic. So I bought another good mic. And I know I definitely...
0: And I'm trying to come up with the conspiracy theory about it.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Of like, oh, Kate's thoughts were too good this week, so Fuzzy had to bury him with the bad mic.
0: <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Yep. Thank you're you for completing it? that thought for me. Yeah. You're welcome. I'm you going gonna...
1: to... You're going to eat a Rice Krispie Treat on... hmm this is now an ASMR podcast. <laughs> People hate the sound of of eating on on podcasts, so All I right. will leave that in for sure. I'll
0: you over here? Can you still hear it?
1: You're you're like Day. <laughs> you lean away from the mic to eat in Who? chocolate rain. I'll put it in the show notes.
0: Wait, I just that was on that was brought up on hot ones recently. Mm. When someone went it was Eric Andre, when he got two hot, hot wings, he started singing chocolate rain Hmm. and I didn't know what it was. Hmm. It's a classic. It's like an an internet
1: classic. Well, it's a meme because it was just, it was a song a guy released and it has the lyric. I lean away from the mic to breathe.
0: Oh, It's all coming around, man. Yeah. All right. I will try and quietly eat this. It's just so good. Okay. Yeah.
1: So welcome to week seven of the Howling Fan Pod. We read this week pages 465 to 537. Though, spoiler alert, I actually read to 538 because I couldn't stop because it was the border of a of a story. Border of a story? Because there was only like a page left before a, 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 a chapter or a segment or whatever ended. We've used loose terms for like... Section section the reading assignment chapters. I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm not going to try to define it at this point. I'm just noting it.
0: The length of the pain.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, We are, uh, according to this, 54 percent done, which is more than half. Uh, I'm
0: afraid to look at my chart. Because every time I look at it, it confuses me. <laughs> right. Last week,
1: last week you read half of this week. Yeah. Right. Yes. And you asked before we started taping uh, how my brother's doing. I checked. Uh, on the weekend, he was at 89%.
0: Man. Youngest. Always trying to catch up. Mm-hmm. Gotta mm-hmm. outdo us.
1: Yep. Trying to show up his older brother.
0: <sighs> well, congratulations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You did. Joke's on
1: you. (laughs) Joke's on you. You win, but you had to read this thing. We could quit now, (laughs) and he'd be stuck having read the whole thing, and we would never have to ever again.
0: And he would have the pleasure of lecturing us about it. Yeah. He doesn't lecture.
1: We're having uh, landlord stuff in the building, and so it's gotten all of the – everybody in the building – uh, talking, which is actually a, is a good thing. Uh, I've met all my neighbors, and I was over at the neighbor, na- one of the neighbors, the other day uh, for a little impromptu get together. And uh, as we were leaving, one of the other other neighbors who was in there said, "Oh, hey, I see uh, Infinite Jest. Have you read that book?" And uh, and did he- you
0: like go into like a board?
1: No, I, like, got a big, like, glow on my, you know, I was like, I want to know the answer to this, too. Have you read this book? And uh, the gentleman of the house had, and the lady of the house had not. So,
0: Did she have any interest?
1: No, none. She's And she, in fact, gleefully pointed out that that was on his bookcase, and that her bookcase was entirely games and toys. So, just a data point for our readership survey that Mm. we're not doing. Hmm. Mm.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. (laughs) How'd you feel about this week?
0: I'm barely, um, well, since I read it two different weeks, it was kind of hard, but there were parts that I really liked. All right. And there were seemingly very little parts that I was like, I didn't feel like I had to skim anything, Mm -hmm. but how did, how did it go for you?
1: I think this week really cemented for me something I think I said last week. That I think this would be a really good two three hundred page book about mm-hmm. at the Ennett House Recovery Center. Mm-hmm. I think that that would be a really solid. It would. It probably would have had stuff in it. I'd still think was a little exaggerated or grotesque, but like that would be. It would be such a stronger book. I think he really has a lot to. He's drawing on very personal experiences there. I think he's drawing some vivid characters. I think Gately's progression with. Alcoholics Anonymous and his his uh, questions about a higher power and and his sticking with the program it was really interesting stuff. Yeah. His, and then um, as soon as he switches away to other stuff, I'm like yawn town.
0: His um, it's like this very gentle unfolding of Gately's character that you a little bit keeps getting more and more filled in, mm-hmm. which is kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Do you want to do your? So I'll do the rundown. I'll do the rundown so,
1: the can rundown so you can respond to it. Memory so the very first section is gately and we're we're meeting um pat m who is uh one of the staff members at the house and my note here is more grotesquery uh because we get to learn about her stroke and just um
0: did she lose a leg no she walks
1: she walks but her right side is is deformed and she's from the stroke. a redhead and she's a redhead oh is she mm. Mm. And then we get a thing that we're going to keep coming back to through this section, which is Steeply and Marath, and they are arguing about uh, freedom wh- of
0: choice.
1: They're arguing, yeah, about pleasure and freedom of choice and whether Americans or Canadians are more susceptible to the entertainment because of some fundamental desire to engage in pleasure.
0: Wait, I have a question. Yeah. So are these Steeply and Marath? sections like his way of like weaving through the story like a real blatant articulation of his like themes and beliefs that you're reading a story about to make sense?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean probably. They're a way for him to I mean, I guess I have no idea, you know, whether any of this is his voice, right? Um uh <laughs>
0: I guess what I'm saying is it doesn't feel natural.
1: Oh yeah, it lets him, it's, <laughs> it lets it be very didactic and and very you know lets him bring in
0: because I find these sections the least interesting, like right above detailed explanation the tennis drills, mm-hmm. but the Marath stuff like a bit, like it, it's just
1: yeah, it's very it's very abstract, very very dorm room. You know, dorm room philosophy conversation of like, oh, but what is pleasure? And what do people, you know, what is the point of free choice if you're going to waste it? And yeah. So. So then Gately talks to Joel and then he drives in the car that he enjoys driving in the car. And that segues after about five pages. There is an extraordinary coincidence where we sort of the the camera follows a piece of gravel being shot out of shot from the wheels of his car t- that knocks on the door of a shop.
0: It was very cinematic.
1: Yeah, and so he zooms off into Oddly. the distance and then we follow the person who comes to the door and it is one of the two brothers who sold uh Pemulus, the DMZ and we learn where they acquired it from mm-hmm. and they are Québécois terrorists but only but not associated with the wheelchair assassins they're, they're from a different
0: like low level
1: low level and they worked for the man that gately accidentally killed
0: wait what who did gately kill
1: gately when he was uh robbing a house yeah. they were robbing he was robbing the house of a what turned out to be a Quebecois man who had a cold. Oh, okay, I remember that was Gately who killed him. Yes.
0: Okay, and so those brothers worked for the diplomat.
1: No, the dead man who was a Quebecois terrorist, who is different than the the attaché who saw the entertainment. This is the man who was tied up and <laughs> got accidentally. Okay,
0: <laughs> I'm not talking. you're confusing me. <laughs> okay, the guy who suffocated on his own snot yes he was a an assassin
1: he was a terrorist he was not part of the wheelchair assassins he, he was, was a, part, but he was with a different quebecois uh, freedom was a
0: terrorist and then these two doofuses
1: worked for him they were part of his faction and they reported to him
0: how did you figure that out because they cheat? said it <laughs> oh you read
1: it. i read it and i remembered the names
0: I'm show off
1: well and it's kind of an extraordinary coincidence that there that his piece of gravel happened to like it's not a coincidence that all these people are connected this way because because the author wrote them that way but then to on top of it have him drive by and the piece of gravel
0: you don't like the imagery
1: Oh, it's a great image. Because it is very cinematic. It would be a way to like get I mean, from the that's one character. Oh it is, right? Yeah.
0: It's like whoosh, over here now. Think Amelie. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so we they there's a flashback for them of of the person who sold them the DMZ also gave them blank entertainment cassettes. Or or maybe not blank. There's a f- end note. That indicates that they are probably master cassettes that can be used to make others. there is a conceit in this that there is no such thing as piracy of of interplay or whatever they're called cartridges cartridges, so you have masters and then separate read only consumer play cartridges oh. <laughs> Yeah, it's Took a very.
0: A, to, it just dawned on me that read only meant you couldn't record them. Right. I'm not surprised. I didn't get
1: yeah. that. So, so he p- sold them what are probably copies of the entertainment. You think so? Yeah. And then well, I, mean, I have so that, no... Why
0: were they there? Of course they. Right. Of course they knew it was there.
1: And then the wheelchair assassins come looking for those. And kill I them.
0: thought that this section was so sad. It was a really beautiful description of the sensitive, ca- mute character. Wasn't mm-hmm. he mute?
1: He didn't. It wasn't clear whether he didn't speak French or whether he just didn't. Whether he didn't speak or whether he just didn't speak French. Which was very a very odd conceit that his brother. That he's raised in Quebec. His brother speaks French, but he does not. I don't think he was mute because he. Remember, there was the. His he brother had. He only said one word. No, well, he only phrase. knew one phrase in French.
0: Did they keep saying that?
1: It was a little unclear what exactly his...
0: I, ki- the way I interpret it was sure. um, he was brain damaged. So this, this was the only thing he could say. Because mm. when they were killing him, that was all that was coming out.
1: Nothing came out, but he was pretty sure he shouldn't say that thing because he had learned that he, all the only phrase in French he knew was actually a swear. I don't know, man. But yeah, it was then very, very gross.
0: But I thought... Very I just, violent and... Yeah, but wasn't he just so sweet? You don't think so? I didn't
1: think so, but it was a nice little character description. It's
0: just like a poet. I don't know. I guess it got very visual. And so that, you know, of oh, course, appeals to me. But yeah, that little section there. I was like, ooh. seemed like the nice one. Hmm.
1: And then he was vicious, viciously murdered.
0: Yep. Next,
1: I looked up what the French that it said on the cassette was, and it was "we we must not pursue happiness any more."
0: And then, did you cross-reference that with the um, himself cinematography? No,
1: no, no. Did you? Hmm. What it? Well, did, what is it? Mm. Oh, you. You're not going to share? I don't know. I didn't Oh, do you it. didn't do it.
0: I was like, why didn't you?
1: <laughs> Cuz I was pretty sure it was the entertainment of the Infinite Jest, which is the book we're reading. Is the current theory that they're one and the same. And then we go back to Steeply and Marath and they talk about no, how no, co- no. where how how copies of Infinite Jest are spread. <laughs> <Blah>. <laughs> and then we have a flashback well not a flashback we have 1963 a, uh, a squeaky bed it's james in incandenza and an end note tells us that this is a this is an essay that he has written that james in incandenza wrote to as part of an anthology from great figures of annularization which Keeps being talked about, but has never been explained, which okay. is some kind of nuclear fusion or something. Okay. Energy source, I guess. And so it's a very detailed memory of his childhood of his father trying to deal with a squeaky bed.
0: And that's how he discovered annualization. Right. That's how they end the yeah the little section. It's so wait, a- wait, 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 oh, go ahead. No okay. good. <laughs> I uh got too excited and then immediately forgot what I wanted to say. Okay, so the whole section was actually an essay that he wrote. I guess I didn't see my part, but um so that was all just a dramatic lead up to that moment his Is that why we read that ch- section?
1: Well, that's what I was about to say is that like the, this whole thing <sighs> I can't You know, uh, some of the things I've seen that are praises of this book say that it's like, you know, a great, it's great experiments in form, right? He's, he's doing so many different things here of like third person narrative, first person narrative, these very, um, very stylized sections. And so, and that I've criticized in past weeks as being maybe like, you know, just pulling out of a hat, like, okay, let's write a, 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 something that's an adaptation of a visual medium as though you were a pirate, right? It's like, talk like a pirate day experiments. Um,
0: Let's do a whole chapter as a list.
1: Yeah. So this is like, you know, like, Hey, let's have, let's write uh, a a detailed memory from the point of view of one of our main characters, but who's sort of off screen because he's committed suicide like in his in first person his own memories a very detailed memory of his childhood and he writes that and it's whatever six, six or seven pages or five or six pages or whatever it is and but then he's got to tie it in right it, this is the opposite of the sort of pull pull something out of a hat of a way to to advance the plot it's it's as though he just wanted to, wanted to write this and then had to have a, a way to tie it back into everything mm-hmm. that that little end part felt very tacked on. Okay.
0: Yeah. So you, yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. I mean, I see it both ways. I don't know if it's like a clumsy attempt at telling that story that makes it feel so manufactured at the end, but it's a sincere attempt by the character who's writing it. Yeah. That's one way to look at it or, if you do not trust this author and you don't believe he does anything deliberately or it, you're not saying you're saying he's deliberately doing it. Yeah.
1: I, th- just, I think it's, you know, no, what?
0: you're saying, okay. That he just wanted to flex this muscle about memory and then had to tie it in.
1: Yeah. Or there's something here about like in a, slightly less complicated book. You would have this like a lot of this book, you know, you you were talking about looking for themes. I mean, a lot of it is about this family and their family history and how the the way the way Hal and his brothers are influenced by their father and then the way their that their father was influenced by his father, you know, and how these things are passed along, how how the family damage transcends generations and, and each influences the next. You know, it's something about that, right? And you could have you could pull out of this a you know, a nice tidy four hundred page book about the incandenza family and and it wouldn't have to have it could just be about the incandenza family in tennis. It wouldn't have to have any of the sci-fi elements. It wouldn't have to have anything else. Yeah. And in that book, this chapter could just be that memory. Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't have to have the, like, and that's how I discovered the mathematics of this thing about fusion.
0: But what if that, what if we need to, like, that's how we read it, like, cinematographically. Why do I keep having a hard time with that word? I'm not sure if I'm saying
1: it right. <laughs> I don't know what that word is, so you're probably saying it perfectly. <laughs>
0: Um, <laughs> the category of cinema. I don't know what else to say. Like, what if you thought about this chapter if it was shot as a movie? Okay. Does that make it seem less tacked on and awkward?
1: Well, it's a, well, the, no, because then it because this is a chapter that has a it has it has a diagram in it. So you that's can a, do that
0: in a movie?
1: Oh, like an overlay uh, as his mind uh, imagines a
0: perfect mind or whatever. it's Beautiful mind. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that's all that's all that movie is isn't it
1: i guess so. it's been
0: know. done fuzzy okay so challenge yourself creatively to see what lens you're seeing this with i don't know i'm just trying to offer up an idea to make this more pleasant
1: okay i i think i'm starting <laughs> to separate in my head part of the, one of the ways i'm keeping it more pleasant is is i'm sort of deciding that that Someone accidentally handed me two different novels at the same time, and the pages have been <laughs> shuffled together. And uh,
0: I see you're trying to make sense of it in your way. Yeah, yeah.
1: So then there's a a story for from Erdedy and Kate Gompert at a Alcoholics Anonymous meeting about the the story about uh every you know a hug. There there's somewhere where there's hugs.
0: Hug. Do and, not not hug
1: and uh that's what we learned yep and i guess i'll you know what i i wrote <laughs> here's what i wrote hugs i'll allow it and what i'll allow is that story because it's actually i've again in the in the re- in the recovery book that like that's an interesting story about the the man being offended like i no, i don't like hugs either but this is what we do we do the program mm-hmm. whether or not we like it because it just because you do the program because the program works so you do the pieces and parts of the hugs are you that liked, guys? You
0: liked the, you liked it because it was just such a nice little story.
1: I don't even know if it was a nice little story, but I felt like it was an illustrative story of the kinds of ways people are dealing with the recovery program. Hmm. What you think about it?
0: That's why I'm just reflecting. I don't know. I don't know if I had a strong strong reaction to it. Right. but that's a nice way to think about it.
1: Well, good because now we're back to Steeply and Marath. Talking about <sighs> <something>. talking about <laughs> Jest or something. I can't even read my note. <laughs> Viewing it. Oh, they're ta- they're. You are
0: so annoyed. You are like. Oh,
1: they're talking about <laughs> whether or not either of them has ever been tempted to watch look at it. the entertainment, and saying they've lost. Are
0: they supposed to find out a bunch about their character by how they answer.
1: I guess we learn that they've lost researchers who did watch it. I guess we also learn just the detail that that you you don't die necessarily you
0: become incapable of
1: that you doing and anything. you're not catatonic because they talk about the one person who you know asks to watch it again
0: mm-hmm.
1: so so it's not that you're like zombified it's that you are instantly addicted in the way that this book is dealing with it you know so I guess that ties into the theme of addiction of the book, but just in such an exaggerated way.
0: And and we're learning that Marath has dad issues too, right? Yeah, I guess so. I feel like we're learning more about his interior life than steepleys. Mm-hmm. Right oh, yeah. That? No,
1: I think much more so. Okay. And because we learned in that giant end note that you finally made me read, we learned all about never where the wheel... Never the end of it, will Never. I? Nope, never.
0: <laughs> Wait, what were you saying in the giant end note? That.
1: well that was all about like his uh, his background with the assassins oh, and
0: yeah, yeah that was super interesting yeah totally worth it i stand i stand
1: by that all right so then pemulus and hal are waiting for the headmaster and that segues into a flashback where hal of the last time hal had to wait for the headmaster um i
0: think i might have gotten confused
1: yeah, there were there were several layers I feel like there. I
0: missed something at some point.
1: <laughs> yeah, there, Hal and Pemulus were waiting for the headmaster, presumably as part of the fallout from the, the game. Eschaton game that went awry. And then Hal remembers the last time he had to wait for the headmaster. Um,
0: and what happened then?
1: Well, that was a time when the headmaster was giving a long talk had been like he'd been waiting for an hour an hour
0: to the little girl
1: to a little girl and i don't even think we know i don't even remember why he's waiting so in the because
0: he was supposed to show her around
1: right in the framing in the framing scene hal's mother is in a conference room or in her office or conference room or something okay giving a talk to a bunch of the Girls,
0: and then in the second one, she has an apple.
1: In the second one, yeah, she comes up in the flashback. She comes up and has an apple, okay, and they have is, a little banter. You know, and then right? we flash forward, but there's like a there's even like a, a a earlier in the day memory. So there's like a bunch of jumping around.
0: This is like Inception.
1: Mm.
0: We need that music.
1: We need to spin a top, and if the top falls over, you have to eat the apple.
0: <laughs> Wait, is that a Jewish holiday?
1: Chanukah. <laughs> <laughs> um I have a couple notes here. Uh so first of all, the this the part where Avril is talking to the girls is called a diddle check. Yeah. Which I just put three exclamations because that was
0: Yeah, it was referred to more than once. Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> I, it's funny. Yeah. It's so talking to young
1: girls fun. about sexual assault. Is real funny so you just called a diddle check
0: everybody in this book is horrible
1: oh right that's remember? your that's your new rule we everybody in did that
0: yeah so don't stress they're all horrible all
1: right there is a end note here the entire text of which is no clue
0: i was going to say thanks for the end note like... thanks
1: for the end note <laughs> good job no clue
0: what was it about
1: oh that's a great remember? question uh, no, I didn't write down the page where it happens. I can look it up. Oh, uh, the sentence in the, is on page, uh, 516. It says, it's a possible reason Hal avoids Dr. Dolores Rusk, who always wants to probe him on issues of space and self-definition and something she keeps calling the codicule com- complex. End note 216, no clue. You, know what that you wrote it, David Foster Wallace. <laughs> yeah. You wrote those words. You have a clue.
0: You know what that was? That was, um, is it uh, Nelson on The Simpsons? And he goes, hey, hey. ha, <laughs> ha. That was David Foster Wallace that, that going, ha, ha. Hey, <laughs> made you look.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what that was. Oh, I do have a note here. So the, the when in the flashback, when Hal is waiting and his mom comes up. This is the first, I think this might be the first like real conversation that we've had with Avril. I think.
0: Hmm. And, <laughs> like Marge <Simpson>. Hmm.
1: <sighs> and, and I wrote down that I actually like this felt, I think we talked about when Hal and Oren had a long uh, conversation on the phone. And I was like, this is not how brothers talk. Right. This is not how anybody talks, but it is not how, brothers talk and this felt like a conversation between a son who a son who wants to be on in an easy relationship with his clever mother and is reading a lot into all of her and that the notion of like no no, i'm not hungry don't give me the apple no you're gonna need the apple yourself the like no after you no after you nature of it that felt like family
0: Mm mm-hmm I need a second. Sure. <laughs> need to do a little processing. The description of, like the, he kept referring to that family um, Oh yeah. family charades? Or
1: family trivia.
0: Family trivia night.
1: Family trivia night.
0: The, the, Which
1: seems to be just him and Oren making fun of the rest of the family, but they have a name <laughs> for it called family trivia night or something.
0: <laughs> so they're all making fun of her like that. Like these I trains.
1: think it was just Hal and Orin. I think the implication is it's just Hal and Orin talking about the rest of their family, but calling it family trivia. Okay.
0: And then wasn't there like a really detailed explanation about that nature of trying to always put yourself? No, no. You like, I don't know. Am I remembering? No, that?
1: no. Yeah, there was a description. And I guess I actually wanted to ask if that. Like what I'm reading as, yes, this sounds like a son and his mother but who are both both trying to be a little clever, but it's cl- clever play towards being, you know, it's one of the ways they demonstrate their family bond, mm-hmm. but then it also, for Hal, has this these elements of feeling like his mother's making him do these things and not wanting to take the apple from her. Did that, you, you said the phrase a, a couple weeks ago, like, you were worried that when we we're gonna, that at some point we were going to blame Avril for anything bad that happens to the family. Yeah. Blame the mother. Did that feel like blame the mother? Or did that feel like a realistic description of a particular family dynamic?
0: Yeah, totally. It did seem realistic. And it did show a bit of Hal's vulnerability that I don't think in a way that we often don't get to see. Because you can see him trying to please her.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm trying to find that section where he talks about Orin and Hal's term for this routine is politeness roulette. This mom's thing that makes you hate yourself for telling her the truth about any kind of problem because of what the consequences will be for her. It's like to report any sort of need or problem is to mug her. Orin and Hal had this bit during family trivia. Sometimes please. I'm not using this oxygen anyway. What this old limb take it in the way all the time. Take it.
0: Okay. Yes. It doesn't blame the mother. But the mother is still not seen in a pleasing light. Right. Like, even if her motives are completely (coughs) genuine, they're like...
1: Well, and then here's this a little bit later in the page, a little more. Oren believed she did it all on purpose, which was way too easy. He said she went around with her feelings out in front of her with an arm around the feelings windpipe and a Glock 9mm to the feelings temple like a terrorist without a hostage daring you to shoot. So, I mean, that's certainly a fraught family relationship.
0: When I when I picture that, it's kind of like a Keith Haring drawing. Hmm. You know, her arms around her feelings, like feelings are a big heart, mm-hmm. big gun, flat colors. Is that it?
1: That's well. Then I found I did find in there the the half flashback is we come back to the present, but then Hal remembers earlier in the day when he was at the dentist. For like half a page.
0: Which I'm glad they did that because you're like, why the hell? What's wrong with his face? Are Mm. we supposed? Did I miss something? Always, always with me. Like, oh, I think I missed something. And I never. Sometimes I do. (laughs) Sometimes I don't. Just keeping you off balance. Yep. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. No, what I meant was, is that the last section? Nope.
1: We have two more little bits. We have Steeply and Marath have a discussion of pleasure myths. So they talk about Medusa, and then they talk about this thing that I'm pretty sure is, is that a made what up. What are called? Well, that's what I wrote down.
0: Pleasure, myth?
1: I just wrote it. That's what I wrote down. I'm not sure that that's what they're called. I just wrote that down. I don't know what I'm doing, Kate. I just write stuff down. I read the book and then I write stuff down.
0: Am I making
1: you nervous? Yeah. So I'm so nervous. Is it I my probably eyes? did it wrong. I probably did it wrong. Um, These
0: are my suspicious
1: eyes. I'm pretty sure that's a made up. I can't find it now. The, but The woman so, who's too beautiful and if you were look they at her. Just,
0: but were they just, I can't remember the context, but like, were they just like to- tossing off like, oh, isn't it like this? Yep. And he goes, oh, don't you mean this? And then it like bends back on itself and isn't everyone clever?
1: Yep. That's what it's like. And there's no resolution because I'm sure this goes on for another 200 pages. And then the last bit of the section is Gately and Joelle are talking, and he's needling her about why she wears. She's explaining the 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 philosophy of the UHID. I
0: don't think he was needling her. Was he?
1: He's needling her a little bit about. He needles her about. He asks her if she's deformed, and she tries to avoid the question. And he kneel needles her about avoiding questions.
0: But needling means for, like, a purpose that's, like...
1: Well, then he's interrogating her. Or he's questioning her. He's... I mean, part of the... part he's of the challenging. challenging her. Yes, that is exactly what he's but doing. But
0: he's here. challenging her from a place where, like, in the program, you have to tell your truth. Mm-hmm. And face your truth. Mm-hmm. And she's trying to bat him around by, like... But he's, that's, he's like one track, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. there isn't more tracks with him. <laughs> the no, that's actually,
1: that's a conversation. That's part of their conversation is right. she's saying that he plays, thinks of himself maybe as a little dumb or plays a little dumb, but that he is pretty smart.
0: I'm not saying he's not smart. I'm just saying he's not like dynamic. Sure. Can you be smart and not like super quick? Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> Please <laughs> tell me that's true. <laughs>
1: You're very smart. Kid. I did write down. But most oh,
0: people feel that way, don't they?
1: That they're not very smart, not or very is smart. the other
0: way around? Most people think they're really smart.
1: Well, that's what the the competing things are: imposter syndrome and Dunning Kruger effect. Is the, the
0: Dunning-Kruger effect? The
1: Dunning-Kruger effect is basically...
0: Is it Diane Kruger? No.
1: Dunning-Kruger effect <laughs> is um, dumb people don't know they're dumb. Oh. Dumb people think they're real smart.
0: Who's Dunning-Kruger?
1: It's like the the sociologist who wrote some paper that defines it.
0: <laughs> I thought it was going to be like in a movie. And no. It was a, like two characters in a movie. And you're like, this is what happened in the movie.
1: <laughs> no, it's it's about people people it, It's a real thing. Yeah. It's a real thing. <laughs> but then imposter syndrome is the, you know, people who are real smart start thinking that everyone's gonna see through them and that they they people who are real smart know enough to evaluate their own flaws and what? so they're pretty sure that everybody else evaluates their flaws.
0: But you're saying that only smart people have imposter syndrome
1: oh yeah well that's i mean no no
0: no you're saying that only self-aware people
1: yeah
0: i guess you can be
1: smart but not self-aware
0: yeah that's a category there are lots of (laughs) i'm not saying anybody in this room
1: (laughs) (laughs) you're the only ones in this room there aren't even any cats in here.
0: There are plenty of cats.
1: Oh, there's a cat behind me.
0: <laughs> Someone over there. Yeah. <laughs> okay, how did we get talking about this? Oh, Dunny. Oh, Gately, debating whether or not he was smart or not. Yeah. And you, what's your take on this again? I didn't.
1: I didn't have a take. You had a take.
0: <laughs> Wait, <laughs> what was it? What was my take?
1: I don't, I don't know. You tell me.
0: Ah. Uh, now you're batting me around like I'm a, I'm a little. I'm needling
1: toy. you. I'm challenging you, because here in the program.
0: <laughs> no, you had an opinion.
1: Um, I think that well, no, I just brought up that Joelle had an opinion <laughs> about Gately's with itness or smarts.
0: No, I was saying that he wasn't. He wasn't challenging. He was. He was challenging her. I think we yeah. trace our conversation back that far.
1: So there's one thing I noted here. So there's a lot of this is all about UHID versus, versus or in comparison to Alcoholics Anonymous. And Alcoholics Anonymous, of course, is a real thing. And UHID is made up by David Foster Wallace. But then th- this is just a tiny thing that I noted in this section is um, Joelle Van Dyne. I've sort of noted like she calls her father like my own daddy or something. Yeah, it's a little creepy. And and where And it's always capitalized. And there's a sentence here where it says uh, the the new UHIDs stand and receive the veil and don the veil and stand there and recite that the veil they've donned is a type and symbol and they are choosing to freely be bound to wear it always, a day at a time, both in light and darkness, both in solitude and before others' gaze. As with strangers, so with family, uh, so with familiar friends, even daddies. And it's capitalized. And I'm like, ooh, <laughs> daddies, multiple dad- like." This is literally daddy issues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: It was creepy because I think she said it before, one time before that, like in the section. And, you're, and I was kind of like, oh, you know, Southern, some of them girls and their dads often have these strong, you know, like that's how I wrote it off. But then when you read that part, you're like, nah. Yeah. It's weird. People that's are slippery. terrible. <laughs> is that? And what was the last thing we? That's read? the
1: end. So we get to the end. Of, I mean, I actually oh, read she, an extra. She, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we get to their end of their conversation,
0: and she tells him the truth.
1: She tells him the truth, but he doesn't believe it, right? Because he thinks she's just jerking him around yeah. to say because it because it is a it is a ridiculous statement. He says it's sarcastic, and uh, you know, I am so beautiful, I am deformed, and you know, like yes, she's the most beautiful woman in the world.
0: Sure, yeah, yeah. All right, who do you think I am? Yeah, born yesterday.
1: Oh, and this section also had my only word of the of the week.
0: Word of the week. Word of the week. Thanks for the theme song.
1: Uh, I don't know how to say it. Caparison, cap caparison, which is the cloth, a decorative cloth covering a horse. So when you see those old the old-timey idea of like a knight on a horse and the horse is wearing a big sheet. That's a comparison. Comparison. However you say it. Disclaimer, we don't know how to say any words on this.
0: When In your head, when you describe a horse wearing a sheet, what color is the sheet?
1: In my head, it's white with blue trim.
0: What color is the horse?
1: Uh... Uh, A brown horse.
0: See, for me, it's a brown horse, first wearing a white, and then it flips to red, and then flips to white. Hmm. Like, I can't decide. Hmm. Wow.
1: Yeah, man. Yeah. (laughs) Anything else from this? What? What? Did you have notes?
0: Yeah. My note is one on Tuesday, the 24th. Must have an appointment. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only note I took. That's the only note you took. Sunday the twenty ninth at one thirty. Something else is happening.
1: All right. <laughs> well we've now we've now again once again fixed this episode firmly in time. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, yeah, so just we're just we're we're slogging through. I think we're just slogging through. That's right. We're reading these three different books, two of which are one of which is good, one of which is all right, and then one of which I have little patience for.
0: Oh, can I, I mean, I don't know if this, it, I took a little palate cleanse from this mm-hmm. and started reading Demi Moore's memoir.
1: Okay. Is it good?
0: Yeah, it oh. is. And it's like a fluffy bubble bath mm. compared to this hard cement.
1: Hmm. So if you're looking for a fluffy bubble bath, I have queued up uh, Dessa from Trees memoir. Our own devices. Erica read it; so it was amazing. We went and saw Dessa do a reading,
0: I, and it
1: was I, great. It was like, a great reading.
0: I uh, don't know any of the words that use.
1: <laughs> Dessa is a musician. She's part of. She does solo stuff, and she's also part of the rap collective Doomtree. Okay, and she wrote a memoir about about being in. I guess, from what I understand, about being in rap groups and about her. her Especially about the one big, big romance of her life, hmm. that that is a failed romance, or, or they are not together. It's supposed to be. Re- yeah. Eric, Erica says it's really good, so that's my queued up thing. But I just haven't had any time. I just do my pages, do my pages. So next week. Okay.
0: Yeah. Tell me where I'm supposed to. Oh,
1: we I'm are supposed to read. read okay. We're all supposed to read to page six hundred and eleven.
0: So I have to read two six eleven. I get very confused. I don't know why.
1: And I'm going to put that in my book right now. We can do it. We can read to page 611.
0: Not going to like it. No. Not I like keep it. putting it off. I'm like, mm, tomorrow.
1: Mm. I'm going to New York City this weekend, and I am not taking this book.
0: <laughs> Rebel. Yep. I keep thinking we should do a... Uh, when are you going to New York? This weekend. Today? Tomorrow?
1: Uh, Saturday morning. Really early.
0: I had, I had a very hard time placing myself in time. I was like, where am I <laughs> today? Um, oh, okay, cool. Uh, since I've been watching all those hot ones, I'm like, I feel like we have to do like a get progressively drunker, mm. like <laughs> drunk, infinite just explanations. But I mean, that's a pretty big commitment to get that drunk where you don't make a Ton
1: of sense. Is that so? Both number one. I mean, I'm I'm drinking a chinar and soda tonight already, so I'm certainly not opposed to it. I just, but I just realize, like, is that super disrespectful to read a book about addiction and drink all the way through it? Oh Are we God. showing off?
0: Oh no, you're right. That's a bad taste.
1: That's a bad taste. Or does that mean we have to do it? Then I don't know. We'll talk about it.
0: I just like. Shocked myself that that was my idea, but I I explained how I got there. Oh yeah, totally. It wasn't trying to be disrespectful to people with substance abuse issues.
1: No, for sure. But we 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 all try to get through this thing how we we can. We make our own decisions.
0: That's my goal. You know what? I'm going to try and pick a film genre to read you know, the chapters. And because when we were talking about, um, the office, how waiting to talk to his uncle, mm-hmm. it was very real bombs.
1: Mm. Okay. So you're going to, you're going to imagine the sections as different genres. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. I can't wait to hear what you have come up with. All right. Till next week. Thanks to no for the, um, theme music. <laughs> That's what that thing's called. <laughs> All right.
0: See you next week. Do to do to do to do to do to do harder than it seems. Harder than it seems. See I'm doing a song. <laughs> mm <laughs>